Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It's your girl. I only cried once today. And that's, you know, I didn't cry yesterday. I cried once today, but I'm feeling so good right now because I feel like this episode is going to be a beautiful reunion with an old friend of mine who I think is just one of the funniest, greatest people in the world. He's so creative. He is a content creator. He's a digital strategist. He's won a Shorty Award. No big deal. I mean, that's a huge deal. Um, He also is a CEO and co-founder now, okay? We have Kanye West on the podcast. Okay. No, we have Gregory <laughs> Litley on the pod. Ooh. Hello, hello. Hello, baby girl. How are you? It's been it's been a hot minute. It's been a minute, you know? I mean, I'm I miss you. I feel like I'm, whenever I see you, you just bring me joy. So this oh, is a good moment. I feel I feel the same way. Whenever I see you, which is now most commonly on TikTok, you're always popping up on my for you page. <sighs> Thank you. And I just, I love it. I always stop. <laughs> I, I sometimes I'll interact with the actual uh, Hilaria Baldwin impressions. Thank um, you. I feel like you're speaking directly to my heart and my soul. But I love it. I just, I love, I love seeing good people continue to grow and be successful. And that's you. Oh, Greg, I'm going to cry. Thank you. <laughs> don't don't cry. Like It'll fucking, be the second time. Second time. And you want to know something? I literally cried. Uh, like TikTok sent me into a t- uh, into the down the hole earlier. I, oh, no. I'm psycho about it right now. This is what happens when Anna has too much free time and just wants to oh, create, no. create, create. I like lose my fucking mind. And that's wow. just where I'm at right now. Wow. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe I'll be better tomorrow. You know? Well, uh, honey, you're on you're on fire on uh, your reels and TikToks are pure fire. So hopefully that's not what's uh, giving you. You're very agenda. sweet. Thank you. A, a little yeah. bit, actually. But I think okay. I'm just putting too much pressure on myself. This <laughs> this can t- continue off air. You know what I mean? Anna's just Ellen knows I, I'm making content every single I'm posting every single day. That was the goal. But it's uh, it's, you know, some of it is giving me uh <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning sh- what I can handle. My, one of my favorite ones. <laughs> and then we'll get off the topic of TikTok. But you're Hilaria Baldwin, where you're like, how do you say Boston? Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh my God, I cried. Like in a happy tears, not the Aww. cry that you're experiencing. But Thank you. Oh my yeah. God, I love it. Oh, thank but that's you. Always, but that's always the way your mind has worked. Not only like in terms of impressions, but you've always been able to find not only the most relevant comedic moment, but you've always been able to like create your own story out of it. And that's what I just find so impressive about you. Oh my God, Greg. I met Greg when I was first starting out making like funny videos, which yes. was, I don't know, 12 years, 10 years ago, 12 years. I think, I think 11 years ago, actually. Something insane yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah. we got to flip this around because first of all, <laughs> I meet you and you know, I'm this little, I don't know, this little comedian person trying to find herself in life and I meet you and you are like Greg knows how to use every app like to a T like you you make beautiful content I'm like oh, oh he's you. a he's like the real deal you know I'm just a wannabe who's like let me put on a wig and see if it works and you were like I mean your Snapchat like everything I, oh, God. When we met, I loved Sna- I loved Snap Snapchat huge. when we first met yeah I mean that was I, I was always um I was always like a digital first kind of native like kid even like you know, when I was allowed to go on the internet, um, our, our computer was in a very centralized area in our home. Yeah, so I yeah. was never, I was never on the internet <laughs> unsupervised as, uh, my, my mom would say. But, um, I remember like, you know, making like fan sites, like GeoCities of like <laughs> Gwen Stefani and the Spice Girls <laughs> and like Dawson's Creek and Felicity pages. So, I mean, I've always been, I've always seen the internet and like digital content, you know, although I wasn't able to say digital content back then, I've always seen it as just a way of like expression and, and creativity and kind of like always a blank canvas. So when Snapchat came around, it was honestly like the most blank of blankest canvases. And it was just, it was awesome. And that kind of like, that propelled me into, um, 
into uh, different mediums. And it got me kind of like it got me uh, hooked on quick form video content, which I love. So, well, I remember Robbie, our good friend. Shout out to Robbie. I hope he listens. We love Robbie. Um, I I remember when I was like experimenting, you know, because every I was like, I'm going to make Snapchats or I'm going to make Instagram, you know. And he was like, you got to see Greg's shit. You got to see Greg's shit. He's fucking Greg. Greg kills it on those apps. I was like, oh, Um, but wait, I was just going to say to you, you brought me back to like that one computer in your house when we had dial up. I might have been in your spice on your Spice Girl websites. Like, I mean, you were a Pennsylvania gal. So maybe, you know, right. Because I mean, it was, you know, another another fellow PA creator, as I as I call you. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, I was and it got a little intense because I remember I somehow copied and pasted uh, code. I mean, I'm not a coder and I would never, I, I do not code. That is not my thing. There are people that do that and I tip my hat to them. Mm-hmm. But I remember like somehow copying and pasting some type of page onto my, uh, it was a Spice Girl GeoCity that was message boards and people were leaving like horrible comments. Oh, and I no. remember being so sad and I just remember being like, I'm going to have to like delete this page. And I remember thinking it was somehow illegal. I was like, oh my God, this is illegal. Like, <laughs> And now like this will be found out. I will then go to jail and then I'll <gasps> never meet the Spice Girls. And I'll ne- like, you know, the, this was like in your, you know, when you're like, you know, 13, yeah. you're like, well, this is all real. I so. remember our parents were like, it is illegal to download all that music. And I'm like, no, it's not. Everyone oh, does it. <laughs> pic- pictures as well. I remember like yes. being told like, this is like, this is not your picture. And I would, so I would download it, print the picture out and then delete it really quickly. I'd be like, okay, now I have it. Now I have it. And honestly, really, it's really funny. Cause I still, I kept like two of my like journals. I made like fake magazines out of pictures that I downloaded and printed out from the internet. And, um, when, uh, we got together to do a launch video for party, the brand that me and my co-founder Troy launched last year, and we were able to get, um, Charisma Carpenter to be a cameo. And funny enough, I sent, I sent her like just the photo of it. Cause I was like, after she did it, I didn't want her to think I was like a crazy fan of yeah, like Buffy and all that. That's smart. But <laughs> on one of my pages, I had like, remember those scissors that would make like squiggly lines. So yes. I, I had, I had. I had cut out pictures of her and like glue stick them into like a marble, uh, you know, notebook. And it was like killer style charisma's killer style. And it was like these three, like, I was like, what the hell was I like doing an editorial wrap up at like, and like, oh my god! I but love it was that funny. So much. That's yeah. great. Um, she hard, she hearted it, so I don't think it was that creepy. She like hearted the. the and it was after so. after it you were professional, after. so it's right. Like, exactly. Yeah. I was like, okay, first I'll be professional, then she'll kind of like see that I'm a safe, kind person, and then I can show her my freak flag. Yes, yes. That's like when yeah. I met Bobby Flay for the first time, and oh. he was eating at the restaurant I was working at, and everyone was like, "You got to tell him that you got a puppy named Bobby Flay," and I it was a long time ago. And I was like, I don't know if he doesn't like it. Like I'll tell him after the meal. And I like waited till he was like on his way out. And I was like, Bobby, uh, Mr. Flay, I don't know what to call him. And then I told him and he was like, not into it. And I was like, thank God I waited. Yeah. He did not give me the, you know, response. He was like, why? Oh God. What (laughs) do you mean? Why? I was like, what do you mean? Why? He's a cute redheaded dog. That's why. And then he thought I was like hitting on him and he was like, okay, thank you. And I was like, this didn't didn't go well. So I'm glad it was literally the last two minutes. He was set foot in that place. Uh, How how old were you then? Oh God. I was like 22, 23. So you were probably too old for him at that point. (laughs) The tea. Um, Oh, well, I'm very excited for you and Party. I, I want to hear about this company. I mean, yeah. I feel like you're doing big things. You launched a company in a global pandemic. Like, just that sentence alone should go in the <laughs> memoir, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, we, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, it came, it came to be very organically. One of my best friends, Troy, um, and his husband, Ian, we've been kind of like, <laughs> we were in these like group chats during like, you know, kind of like, I would say the rougher earlier days of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we're already kind of like, um, they were in LA. I'm 
you know, here in Manhattan, New York. And we were already kind of acting as like such a really wonderful support system and just kind of staying in contact. And we would do a few Zooms as people would do with like some wine or drinks or whatever the heck we were doing in 2020. (laughs) Um, And from there, it really kind of sparked conversation that we had kind of um, put like a like a pin in. So to kind of give you like the full quick backstory, I met Troy and it's at at Lord Troy on Instagram for anyone that's listening and wants to follow him. Uh, He's wonderful. We had met through um, kind of like the influencer world. We met at an ASOS dinner and immediately, I guess it was like five or six years ago. um, I just like fell in love with him. Like he's such a genuine kind hearted man and he's so creative and he just sees the world in like a very different way. And I just think that that is, I'm always like enthralled by that. And from the moment I met him, I started using him for a lot of my brands and he was just overperforming in terms of his content, his, um, his copy, like even the usage of his links. I don't want to go into like marketing lingo and bore your <laughs> listeners, but his, his content was just performing really, really well. And I really tried to plant the seed and kind of egg him on to make something of his own because it's great to get a paycheck. It's wonderful to get a paycheck, but it means even more to really take ownership and, and kind of um, encompass that entire like financial funnel of your mm-hmm. own company. Right. So um, that had always been like, conversations between us and we always kind of like creatively explore explored those ideas and then it wasn't really until last year that he got really serious about it and I got really serious about it and then um we kind of came together and nail polish was kind of the uh most dominant way of of that we felt that you could express yourself and he if you just see his page he's got some amazing nail art he Uh, is not like a traditional nail artist, but he's very expressive with the different colors he uses. And um, he plays with like press-ons and all this great thing, all all these great things. So it just felt like, and I had a very corporate traditional background um, in uh, in nail color and gel nails. Um, So it just made like a lot of sense for us to like venture out and do like whatever we wanted and and create uh, Party Beauty. So our first collection launched like right before the end of last year. So we started kind of the social conversation in October and then we launched the actual first collection in November. And it's been, um, it's been really wild. I mean, like you work on something, you put it out in the world and you're like, "Ah, maybe someone will see it. Maybe one person will buy it, but sales have been really strong. Uh, I've just been consistently impressed and um, we've organically been picked up. Like we were in in Styles Gift Guide, we were in Teen Vogue's Gift Guide, and then um, Teen Vogue took it a step for, uh, f- uh, further and contacted us, and we had like a really nice feature about the brand uh, right before the close of last year. So it's been it's been really That's amazing. Yeah, it's been really rewarding. It's like you know, again, I, we kind of walked into this, and I was like, well, this could go either way or anyway. And yeah. the fact that it has kind of taken on a life of its own and even like our shade names have, um, you know, people kind of comment on that and, and how creative they are and, and our shade ranges and our colors. And it's really important to us not to just put products out into the world. Um, as you know, every day our earth is on fire. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, the idea of just like uh, or you know, kind of- drowning. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's either or. We're either being attacked by tornadoes or uh, yeah. swooping um, mm-hmm. tsunamis. Wait, yep. you pick, pick, pick your, um, pick your damage. Literally. Yeah. So we're taking time on the second collection. It'll come out probably Q two of uh, at the end of uh, beginning of Q two this year. And um, yeah, so we're just we just want to be as sustainable as possible. We want to always make sure that we are providing colors that help people just express themselves. I love it. I love it yeah. so much. I don't know if you know, I am a nail art. Fiend. I know you are. I see. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. really nice. Aren't these wait, gorgeous? Do you, wait, do you, do you, do, okay. So I just want to let you know. This is that, my like, interview for party beauty influencer. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Friend. I just want, I just want you to know that like, I don't, I am not gifted. I'm not a gifted nail artist. So I take my collection to a nail salon yeah. and have someone apply that. Do you do your own nails or do you? No. Okay. 
I, I right. get them done. I actually am pretty good, but I don't have the patience to right. do it. I'm really good at one hand and then I switch <laughs> yes. and it just becomes terrible. So yeah. I, uh, you know, so it's okay. I know but what I my strengths peeps are. I could bring it to who could do yeah. insane things. Those are I beautiful. Have, I have become close with multiple nail artists that would. Yeah. Thank you. Is that, is that polish or gel? It's a Japanese gel. So it lasts me oh. like a month. Okay. Nice. Uh huh. Yeah. Are those your real? They're my nails. Very nice. Very healthy nail bed. Thank you. Thank you. See, I love. (laughs) Hi, my name is Anna Roisman. Uh, I I am verified on Instagram. Twenty two thousand followers, and here are my hands. Uh, Here we go. So, can I ask you a question about that? Your whole like nail, because so much as we get deeper into like nail care and nail color, and also. kind of like the your introduction to nail polish and that whole world was that like through someone like your mother because i i love i love when you put your mom on social i mean she's like she's phenomenal she's like my favorite like your boyfriend is my favorite second character your mom is like tied for my favorite second character on your social thank you yeah she's she's phenomenal so is that something that you two every week growing up she would get her nails done you know that was like her thing and i would go from a very young age i was like this is what ladies do they get their (laughs) nails done you know and they talk to their manicurist this is what girl bosses do (laughs) yes file that down and bring me another she had the same manicurist you know the same person who whacked my legs when I was like fucking 12 years old and I was like I want to do those things and you know did my I remember growing my nails out long for my bat mitzvah because I wanted a French I wanted a French white tip you know yeah same same Um, for my bar mitzvah yeah (laughs) I do love actually my brother would come with us to manicures like all the time and he'd be like I want something for boys like silver and I'm like mom were you really surprised when he came out like come on he wanted silver nails as a little boy always I mean that's not the only sign, but it could certainly be a sign. You know, nail it's color not, is literally yeah. for, I say, anyone with fingers. If you have fingertips and you have nails at the end of that, like my husband, he's um, basically chewed off all of his nails. So my my brand isn't for him right now, you know? <laughs> so if you have fingertips and nails at the end of those fingertips, nail polish is for you. I think it helps me because I love how it looks and I really like value the art and I love seeing color on my hands yeah. and that I, it makes when my hands are painted that I don't bite them. But if I had Good. just bare Good. nails, oh, I'd take my stress out on my hands. Hardcore. Working in beauty definitely prevented me from. So I had a terrible nail biting issue and um, working in beauty stop that right away because you're sitting at tables and in boardrooms with people that are, you know, intelligent and bright. And of course they deserve to be there, but they also do take time with how they present themselves to the world. So, and I would just be like, you know, like pulling back my, my uh, fingers underneath my, exactly. And be like, Oh, next slide. I would just like hit the slide with my nose, much like a chicken. Um, but yeah, so that, that, you know, someone out there is like, remember that guy, Greg with no hands, he launched like a nail company. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Good for him. I didn't even know he had fingers. (laughs) Um, so, okay. Party. I'm really excited about this. I think it's perfect. And I think you're, you just bring, it's so good. I know. I somehow I'm literally, we'll talk after. I really want to like somehow work with you. I need to send you some, but yeah, we should. I have my lovely little display case. I love it. Look at you. Um, beautiful. It's really beautiful. The colors are great. Thank you. So I want to take it back to, Oh, to first jobs. Okay. What was like, what were like the first, did you work when you were, you know, a teenager in Pennsylvania? Like what was the first I, job? You did ever I work had? in? Yeah. I mean, I had, um, I was, I was involved in things in school. And so, I mean, like during the quote unquote school year, I didn't really like have a job, but my parents have a, um, in, uh, a design and construction company in, in Pennsylvania and really like Philadelphia, New Jersey area now. And I remember like getting my working papers when I was like 14 or whatever and (laughs) um, being like, you know, kind of unleashed on demolition uh, 
areas and like just breaking apart kitchens and bathrooms and taking it down, which was like a wonderful therapy for a young person. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Do you could just as, like an right. date night, right? You go and exactly, smash it. <laughs> exactly. There's like um, demolish rooms, yeah. and um, and uh, you know, I think that's what they turned Marquee into. But um, I'm kidding. Marquee is still standing. Um, you can edit that out, right, Jane? Jane, can we? Um, <laughs> But so that was my entry into working. And I, I will say that like, though that wasn't necessarily the path for me, like to follow what my mother and my stepfather did with Mm -hmm. the creation of their company, it did really instill like an amazing work ethic in me. And I, and I found a lot of joy and pride in being productive and helping build something or, or in that case, helping tear something something down being a part of Um, a project right yeah and then and then from there i remember my mom like i mean maybe you remember this anna but uh did you get philadelphia magazine when you were oh sure uh, of course philadelphia magazine is it around still i bet she still gets of course (laughs) that was our for you listeners up in the um in the uh elite coastals that was our t magazine that was our NYT, if you will. The, the who's and who of the exactly. Philadelphia, greater, greater Philadelphia Thanks. area. Greater Philadelphia area. Don't forget Jersey and Delaware. Yeah. Um, and I remember my mom had ripped out. I was, I think I was in high school. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, and my mom came to me with like a ripped out page from Philadelphia Magazine. And she was like, you should read about this company. And it was a marketing company called gyro i hope i'm getting the name right and they were basically basically my mom knew that i was hyper creative i was really into art i was also into like theater and and like um like we had a class at my high school that was kind of like debate i wasn't on a debate team but i loved like that whole so my mom was like all of your strengths are like wrapped up into this marketing company so i remember she i read the whole thing and i was just like enamored and obsessed and i applied for an early internship so i started interning um, like the last two years of high school and it was all like Philadelphia based company. And then I like, I remember I like, <laughs> that's amazing. First of all, props yeah. to your mom. My mom oh, was yeah. like, really? Are you really, you want to go to school for like, for like acting? Like, can't you get a real degree first? And oh, your mom wow. was like, here are your strengths. Why don't you get an intern? I'm like, wow, what a, what a beautiful, like, you know, she's rolling out the yes. carpet for you. My mom's and, like, well, I hold think- on. Girl, <laughs> I think my mom also liked the fact that the marketing company, their headquarters were across the street from her and my stepdad's showroom. So I think she was also because I'm an only child. So and for only children out there, you know, it's sometimes it's your parents goal to keep you as close or to keep you on as like tight of a leash as possible because, you know, you don't have wow. like brothers or sisters to like help. Uh, alleviate that burden. So I think there was a little bit of like, he'll get to do what he wants to, but he'll also be close. Yes, there's strategy um, behind this. She's right. like, he's not doing drugs. I can see him right. through the window. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's what <working>. is that? <laughs> Honey, did you get your lunch? I picked it up from Wawa. Um, he's like, hold on, this- I have to go to the lobby. My mom's here with my lunch. <laughs> I remember it was funny though, because I they would allow you to like give ideas about all different things and they included you in these and the in these um brainstorms brainstorms were huge at the uh company but then they had a lot of like over 18 clientele so they had like like they had like a alcohol company and i think they had like i honestly feel like because this was like um i think they may have had some kind of nicotine brand as well i mean Mm. i don't know it could be like uh, they had some kind of like nefarious like you have to be 18 or 21 to so those we were like literally not it was like me and this other girl it was like very fun. Um, we were like not allowed to like, you can't even pitch an idea for that. So it was, it was very interesting how they like, um, how they kind of, uh, like kept us away from that. Yeah. The other things would just kind of squeeze our brains out. But then from there, I like met people from the Philadelphia film office and then like, um, you know, like kind of just like talked my way into interning at a company that was helping the Philadelphia. I was always like, I always, I, I enjoyed the social aspect of school. I wasn't an amazing student. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't cause trouble and I didn't fight with classmates. I had a lot of friends and I really enjoyed the social aspect, but it was very difficult for me to sit in a, at a desk and kind of regurgitate back you know, it was, it, that was just not my thing. And I think that I was blessed from an early age that my mom kind of noticed that, but she, she could see that I was smart and I was capable and I had like the foundation of talent. So she always tried to 
um, to the best of her ability, kind of steer me in the way of, of kind of like fostering that. A, a beautiful story. Honestly, <laughs> I wish I had your mom. <laughs> you laugh at my mom, but my mom is... <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, "Good luck to you, sweetheart." What is that? What are you doing? Well, <laughs> Comedy? Yeah, not, no. not to. Oh God, not to. Not well. So, I mean, at this point now, it's like, especially when I would, um, when I got into digital, that was when I kind of lost her, and she was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Like when well, you that's could a generational no longer difference. Yeah, right, right. Like it was very. Like I remember when I was at Iced, mm-hmm. um, you know, Robbie's sister Leslie, um, Leslie, who I like adore and have like credit to so much of like who I am and a success. She's an amazing person. Um, I remember that like there was this moment where one of our clients, they, I had to go out to LA for like two weeks and my mom was like, because <laughs> we were filming um, television commercials and then all of the digital content at the same time. And it was like, my mom was like, what? <laughs> I go, so why are you for, t- for what? For two weeks? For digital? It's, just, it's all over the computer that you just can. I'm like, well, no, it's, it's different. You have to like, you know, frame yeah. things differently and take and like have like different cues. And, you know, so I remember that was like for her when I got deeper and deeper into digital and now it's like, she's come full circle because right. she sees she, it's kind of easier for her to see the success and it's easy for her to see like what I'm doing and, and how it's all happening. And, um, but there was a middle period where she was like, you lost me. You're just kind of, oh, so this is like, oh, this is just on the internet. You yeah. Know, so. Is she, is she tech savvy? Is she good at the apps yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. She's on Instagram and she does Instagram stories. She'll make, I mean, you know, God love her. Uh, she's a good woman. Um, she will make her hashtags enormous oh, and I'll just be like, Oh, it. let's just, and you know, it'll be like, ha- <laughs> she's a very, um, I'm from Philadelphia. So legally, um, if you still live in Philadelphia or around the Philadelphia area, legally, you still have to partake in celebrating, um, Philadelphia sports. Oh. So <laughs> she'll, she's very involved in like the comings and goings of like the inner workings of the Eagles and what's <laughs> happening with like the baseball team, the Phillies and, and all of these different, um, aspects of it. And she'll like get in and she'll like, she'll like toss up some like, you know, Philly sports gossip about uh-huh. like what's going on between the coach. And I'm just like, I love what is, it. like who was, and, but then the hashtags are like, you know, and then if they lose, you know, like Phillies, like let us down huge <laughs> words. And I'm just kind of like, and I'm like, okay, well I guess it's okay that, I mean, I guess it's good that she's like, you know, like in her sixties and, and still like, you know, very, sure. um, with, you know, like with it, so to speak. But, um, I just like, I would wish that she would just be a little more sensitive with the text. And I've tried to say this to her. It doesn't go over well. Maybe we should swap because I bet you could help my mom. Cause she, when I try to teach her, my mom pretends to forget how to post on Instagram every three to four months. She's like, ah, I, don't, no. I don't remember. I don't know how I don't remember. She goes on it. Cause she likes everything now, right. but she forgets even how to post right. to the point where you'll love this. I have this. I can't even make this shit up. <laughs> when she first joined Instagram, she'd post any photo. So like, oh. I'd sc- I screenshot something off of some – I said, Mom, this is my friend's no. wife's cousin's dog or whatever. My right. mom was like, love those dogs. Post the photo of a bunch <laughs> of women and dogs she never met <laughs> who exist, who I'm like loosely connected to. Post it. I go, Mom, why did you post this? Someone's photo. You don't know these people. I, I sent you a screenshot. And she goes, I liked the dogs. I liked the look of them. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with her? And then this is in the pandemic. This is even, it gets even better in the pandemic. She, um, she started buying, she got, she's got a fish guy in Philadelphia. Oh Oh my God. My mom has a tech, an IT guy. My mom has (laughs) a uh, butcher guy. She, I mean, like everyone, if you're from Philadelphia, like you have whatever the need is, you attach guy to it. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm just like, first of all, like, have you asked them what their pronouns are? Like, do you even, are you, and none of that. It's just like, you know, like my entire, my entire, my, my grandmom's connected to the IT guy. My uncle and aunt are connected to this IT guy. And my mom, and this man, I'm like, mom, you like, you're, you're like, you've put him, you've kept him in business for over 20 years. Like, I love it. You know, it's always, and I'll be like, especially during the Zoom moments in early 2020. Yeah. You know, I would be like, oh, just do that. No, I'm going to ask my guy. 
no, but I, I'm very, no, I'm going to ask my guy. And like my grandma was having an issue with zoom. So like she had to get the guy on it. And I was like, wait, <laughs> like I'm capable of helping. Like I literally like this pandemic was great for your parent, your mom's <laughs> IT guy. <laughs> he was I like, know. none of these people are going to know how to work these sites. I'm going to, I'm going to be busy for the next few months. guys. And I don't, I don't think I've ever, um, oftentimes I sit and I wonder, and I'm like, and I'm like, who, who is this person? I just, one day, one day I want to meet him. Like when it all kind of dies down and Omni Chronosaurus uh, is done uh, yes, taking all yes. of us uh, by the throat, I'd love to just sit down and be like, hey, tell me about you. <laughs> I love that. No, but the fish guy, this is the best. She was jealous. because So every Thursday or Friday, she goes to pick up her fish and, you know, he, he emails a menu of what he's got fresh for the week and uh-huh. she goes and gets yep. it and picks it up. And uh, she Where told me. Where does she me, go? Does she go to the Italian market? No, it's like a, it's like a, a private, it's like a, like a guy's oh. private, like business that she just, her friends started oh. doing it in the pandemic. It was like, a, of course. A, a, you know, a new biz or something. Wow. I don't know, or not new, but it thrived in the pandemic. So, cause she wasn't going to the store. She could just go outside, pick up the fish, right. you know? Right. And, um, but she was jealous because this is, I can't even, she goes, I don't understand why I, they're not posting my fit like she wanted them she wanted them to post her fish dishes or something and i was like but well, wait you is she private is no, she private no oh, but she's okay. not even posting them but she didn't understand like or she wanted to post their dishes because she liked the look of them and i go mom you can't just post someone's f- f- food like <laughs> so you can't just hack someone's content and claim it as your own, honey. That's she not how this to. works. Now she, I taught her how to like edit, how to you know write a con. She doesn't post. She, she knows how to write like a uh, a little bit of text, but I don't, she doesn't yeah. know what a hashtag. No. Oh, my mom uses hashtags. She uses yeah. a lot of hashtags. She loves like family is everything. <laughs> Anytime I post something that has like a family feel, like if it's me and my husband, or if it's like me and my cousins, or me and my grandma, always family is everything. Family is it. everything. And I'm like, yes, yes, family is everything. But, you know, you could change it up. I'm not going to lie. This conversation is making me want to follow your mom. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to – she's going to be like, I got a new it's, follower. It's Philadelphia her company. Girl. It's, her, it's, her, it's her and my stepdad's company. I, I want to make sure I get the, the name correct. <laughs> I don't know if she's – I don't know if she's private. Um, it's JL Designs Philly. Perfect. <clears throat> Yeah, so she's uh, and she, you know what? It's cute. She posts like she lo- she has a passion for cooking and baking, and and she's a wonderful cook, um, and she's a wonderful. She creates like beautiful um cakes and yummy, yummy things. And every once in a while, she'll also she'll she'll take it to the feed if oh. she's like you know. A lot of it is her work that she's been doing that her and my stepdad have been doing over the course of like over 30 years now. Yeah. Um, but then she, you know, she's feeling, she's feeling like, you know, a certain dish that she made is, uh, as, 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 as she calls it feed worthy, she'll throw it on the grid. Nice. So yeah, I love it. It does make it better because especially like when I've like during this time and just kind of growing up and talking to different friends and hearing like what their families or mothers or parents think about social media or anything, you know, the apps, as some people call them, it does make it easier for um, her to like, she has less of a barrier of understanding those type of things because she does partake and she has seen the power of social media, like for her own company as well. So I'm sure I can't complain. I can't complain. Yeah. So, all right. You got these internships. You're already on your path. What did you go to school for? So I went to school for um, graphic design. Okay. And then the last two years I minored in communication. So I graduated St. John's University with a BFA in graphic design. And then um, the communication minors really kind of helped me um, kind of enter into uh, magazines and publishing internships. Mm -hmm. But I was – there wasn't a semester – I mean, I feel like this is bad and I haven't really said this out loud, but like I was, I feel like my mom knew my parents, my mom specifically knew that I just like, I caught that intern bug and I just wanted to, and I did, I interned every single semester. Like I wheeled and dealed, you know, created some kind of like verbal lie so that I could 
intern each semester of like all like my college, um, my college That's history. amazing though. Yeah. Like yeah. in terms of leaving and having experience, you know, so yeah. many of us were like, I guess I got to get an internship now that I've graduated college and right. need to support myself. And it's like, Oh wait, they don't pay. Right. I guess I got to work at a well, restaurant. Like I hated that, you know? So before, cause I was interning way before 2010, you know, cause in 2010, New York passed a law that you sure. have to pay interns. Um, they call it like the Olsen twin law because it was a lawsuit between the Olsen twins and like hundreds of unpaid interns, allegedly, allegedly. Mm. Um, but at that time I tried to divide it between internships that didn't pay. And then I actually sought after internships that did pay. Okay. So, um, so I was able to like balance it where, I, I mean, I was literally making like $110 every other week. Like it wasn't like I was rolling in this intern sure. money, but I did try to like, you know, balance it out a little. And, and honestly, it was through my internships that, um, that led to, you know, my, my first job. So it was, um, it was, and it also kept my mind activated and it kept me, um, not busy, but it kept me like motivated and interested to like constantly. And it also allowed me to like try out a whole bunch of things. I was like, Oh, do I want to do PR? Do I work? Do I want to work at a book publishing company? Do I want to work at a magazine publishing company? So I tried out all these different, um, all these different, uh, like companies and, yeah. and, and roles. And I was, and I always volunteered to do as much as possible to see like, if I really liked something or if I was like, you know, feeling a little, uh, you know, against a certain kind of role or task. So I, um, like I said, like, I feel like that was like such a blessed learning moment in my life. And I'm glad that I like, that I just like went as hard as I did. I bet they loved you. I feel like you were. They did. I was the always ultimate intern. Yes, I was like a favorite. Like I was a favorite. <laughs> like people would like ask for. I remembered at um at Condé Nast. I was working like towards the. Did end you say of the Kanye days. West? <laughs> yeah, Condé Nast. Um, <laughs> I interviewed for like a role for Teen Vogue. I did not get that, obviously. And then they picked me up in this men's fashion magazine. So it was like cargo and men's Vogue. And they just like stuck you in a closet. And I like, I worked my B-U-T-T off to the point where they like made a schedule for me so that people could, they would know when I was finished something. Oh, wow. And then they could ask me. So yeah. And then, um, then both magazines folded <laughs> like immediately. Um, but the art director there, she brought me over to AMI, American media. And that's where I got my first job, uh, at star magazine. Nice. Yeah. And what did you do? What was your first like real job at star? My, what, my first real job what was, was, was full-time crier. I cried a lot. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> miss that intern life. You're like, I miss these paychecks are stressful. The taxes, <laughs> the, everything was stressful there. Um, it was just these, I had never, I had never before been in, I'd never like experienced, like I'd heard deadlines and like, of course, when you're in college, like things are due and you have like papers and uh, because I was heavily involved in the art program, I had like critiques and you'd have to like get everything together. But there was something a little bit more controlled and human about the college deadlines and things of yeah. that nature. And then you were like thrown into a world where people's like celebrities lives became like the thriving commerce and the backbone of a publication so mm -hmm. that you were no longer beholden to any kind of life schedule. You were right. now at the whim uh, and the service of like every, every major celebrities comings and goings. Right. And it was like, just, it was wild. It was wild. And it was just, it always felt out of control. It all, <laughs> it always felt like, you know, every day would be your last. <laughs> like I was always kind of thought that I was going to be fired for absolutely everything. And would you get um, like calls at 3am? Like so-and-so, you know, well, you would get like, you would get, I, I started in the art department and, okay. um, but like, I always, you know, one thing doesn't service me. So I always like, I'm very social. So I'll talk to everyone else that works at the, at the magazine. I'll become friends. And then I also like to go out at that time. So I was also reporting and doing like stories and then laying those stories out and then, and just was getting so involved. And I loved it. Like it was really, it was honestly like amazing to touch so many different pieces of like an organization. Like I'm yeah. always so, I always get so enamored by that. 
Um, and some of the people that I met at that time are people that I'm still in touch with to this day. So it was like a very cool. foundational moment. But I mean, I remember like finally coming home for Thanksgiving and it was like literally like three months into the job or four months into the job. I don't know. I started in like September. Cause I was like, I'm taking this summer off. No, no such thing. <laughs> and I remember like whipping out my sidekick <laughs> I had a Blackberry and a sidekick and like, <laughs> of course, just like 78 emails and texts. Like I remember the number 78 was like the blinking. And I was like, Holy, I was like, Oh God, someone, someone passed away. And it was Nick and Jessica getting divorced. And they, <laughs> oh my God. and they did it the third, they did it the day before Thanksgiving so that they would try to minimize the amount of coverage. Wow. And I remember like whipping out my laptop, which was literally like a PC laptop at that time. Like who, (laughs) right. Like I, at this point I now like, you know, you go to companies and you're like, I can only use a Mac. Like, you know, now they're a little bit more. Um, and I remember like literally like doing like a side story and then like just gathering images that I was sent of like Ashley Simpson and like being like, how is Ashley responding? And like all of these like crazy things. And I remember like at the time my parents lived like in Philadelphia, Philadelphia proper. And I just remember being on like the second floor and like looking at like really, because in Philadelphia they like literally start decorating for Christmas, like October 20th. Yeah. Like it's boom. And I remember looking out and seeing like everything really pretty and decorated and just being like, Oh, what am I doing? (laughs) This is real. And I'm like chained to my like laptop. And um, so it was those kind of moments. But I mean, that that job ushered in so many amazing opportunities and connected me to so many people that I'm still in contact with now. I mean, I met one of my best friends in in the world there, Kelly Will. I think you've also possibly met Kelly Will as well. Cool. Um, And we bonded, you know, over like our shared trauma in the kitchen um, and have been best friends ever since. So, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all bad. But from from I mean, I burned out really quick in like Celebrity Weeklies. Like I jumped from (laughs) star to okay, And then I was just like, oh, this is the same thing. Like, I guess when you're younger, you're like, no. I know what I need to do. This, <laughs> this will fix all of it. It's also like dating. Like you meet like an incredibly sure. like terrible, threatening man. And you're like, you know what? He's never met me. Yeah. I can fix him. <laughs> no, you can't. You cannot fix him. You cannot, you cannot please step right. away. Um, so I kind of burned out rather quickly over the course of like three years in celebrity weeklies from the turnover rate. And just constantly, you would be asked to produce such a large volume that, um, was just so bizarre to me. Like, it was just like, oh my, like you would just be like, and stories would be getting killed. Right. And like photos were too expensive. You had to swap it out. You had to, I remember like blurring a, um, crotchal area of a female celebrity pixelating it. And I was just like, my parents like paid for me to go to college. What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) I just like, what, like what is happening? Yeah. I mean, Um, it sounds like you also, from hearing like how you were younger, you thrived in like, I need a schedule. I need to know, you know, I need six jobs. So I have this, this, and this, and I need to know like where I'm going to be here. And I have a meeting and I have a phone call. And like, it sounds like you do really well in that kind of situation. Whereas where they're like uh, Thanksgiving, New Year's, Christmas, whatever, you know, boom, 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 boom. And you're like, and when you were like, I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, thank God for therapy because now I know that's not how to conduct your life. But at that time I was like, keep me going. Like, and, and the thing, the problem with that is that, uh, you know, and I would be surrounded by adults. At, I mean, I was an adult too, but like I would be surrounded by older people that sometimes would take me aside and be like, Hey, like you actually don't have to do this much. Like you're oh. great at what you do and people really like you. And like, you don't have to, you don't have to exert yeah. this much energy. Like you're, you're good as you are. And I, and I'm thankful to those, to those people. Um, but it still wouldn't quiet that voice of being like, what's next? Well, mm-hmm. I was always like, what's next? What's next? And, um, that's kind of, it just kind of naturally flowed into digital because at the time I was also being asked to like consult on like, what should we put on our website? What, what should we do for the, right. like our Facebook pages and, I'm, and, and what, what was gaining traction digitally wasn't gaining traction. Like weren't the same things that they were like spending a lot of money on yeah. for like imagery and, and content in the magazine. So interesting. I was like, we need to switch it up. Let's talk about Ali and AJ. <laughs> so. so any, any other jobs that stand out that were like some of your favorites? I mean, it sounds like you've, you've had a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, I kind of, as I said, I quick, I kind of, you know, over the course of like three and a half years burned out in celebrity weeklies. Right. And, and then where um, did you go? So I remember a marketing manager at Ford, uh, motor company. Mm-hmm. I was, I gave a quote in the New York post about, um, something with Twitter. I was talking about Twitter and she saved it and randomly called me up and was like, Hey, <laughs> we're trying to do this program for like millennials. And I read you saying, I read your comment about Twitter in the New York Post and it resonated with me. Would you like want to consult on like a large scale program we're trying to do? And that was kind of my foray into like specific digital marketing. So after I did the Ford program, which was great, and Robbie attended, Mm -hmm. um, Robbie had said like, hey, I think you should um, speak to my sister, Leslie, about coming to ice media. And I was like, Oh no, that's like an agency. Like I can't do that. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Um, and also a lot of times with new things, someone would be like, Hey, do you think you could do this? And I'm like, probably not. Um, but then like, they're like, well, just try it. And sometimes they believe in me more than I do. And then I try it. And then I'm like, Oh, this is my job now. So I had met with, um, Leslie and, it had through conversation because I had never had a lot of uh, experience with an agency. And it also was a very intimidating world to me. Mm-hmm. She had kind of, in a very concisive way, um, kind of walked me through how my experience at, at, at like publications and um, even on Ford was um, on par with how an agency runs and operates. So mm-hmm. she, um, you know, she kind of, fostered that and, and helped me. Um, um, cool. those were the, yeah, those she's were a like, boss. She, a boss. Oh, she, Les. <laughs> she, is, she is. You know, well, she sees, she sees the world. And like, I remember like early, early days when I was there, I would just think everything was on fire. I would be like, <laughs> Oh my God. And I would come to her with like, just, just a pile of fire. And she'd be <laughs> like, she'd be like, okay. All right. Let's, yeah, she's um, calm. have we, have we pulled this apart? Or maybe have we looked at it this way? And I remember, um, you know, just trying, struggling to put together decks, you know, on Keynote and, and on PDFs. And she has, she has such a, um, it's an art to her. And people compliment me now on my deck proposals and the way I'm able to lay things out. It's completely due to her. She literally took my That's laptop, amazing. sat down, and she's like, we're going to, we're going to um, go through this slide by slide. And it was that training that mm-hmm. allowed me because she knew that I had great ideas and I had like good things to say and I was yeah. struggling at translating it. And she was able to kind of crack that code for me and to um, give me the ability to put my thoughts and ideas into a slide form that would then get people excited and interested mm-hmm. and kind of like come over to the side of like what I'm, what I was trying to, uh, that's relay. awesome. You don't get a yeah. lot of bosses who will sit down and do that. It's either like no. you do it or you don't. Or, you <laughs> no. know. And I was so not that, and I was always like, everything's on fire. And she'd be like, is it, is it though? <laughs> like it's probably, it's probably not on fire, but, I um, I mean, yeah, I just, that experience that I was there for almost five years and wow. that altered the course of my life and forever changed the trajectory of my career. So I'm forever grateful for that time frame. Like if I mm-hmm. look at anything before it, I was just kind of like running around with like literally sometimes my head severed off. <laughs> um, and it was coming to an agency that really kind of show kind of, um, made me concentrate on my, on wh- what my strengths were and allow me to kind of, um, quiet what I wasn't and yeah. kind of focus and, um, yeah, so that's incredible. And you must've thought I was this whack job. You don't understand Ellen, no. this office that he worked no. in, I, I, <laughs> the office they had. So I was good friends with Leslie's brother, Robbie, who also worked for the company. Yes. And yes. Robbie he was and a I, big producer. He was a producer, producer for like all of our, yeah. Robbie and I met doing comedy and then we like hit it off we became like best friends and we were like let's make videos like we don't need to just do improv on a stage and so we started making videos and we would go there to edit on his big giant editing computers we would sit there it's like how I kind of learned you know premiere and we would hours and hours and hours like Leslie would come in and be like you guys are still working like we would like overnights you know what I mean like because he had to work in the day you know we both had jobs and so I'd go down to Soho it was just so funny like to think but I love I loved that time because you guys, this, because the great thing about that was that, and also something that Robbie really taught me 
he didn't like verbalize this, but just by his behavior and his actions, Robbie is someone that would concentrate on his like business responsibilities, but then always give time and space to his passions outside of it. And that was such a wonderful example to see someone really invest that time. Cause that was an example to me, like, you know, Mm -hmm. your job is your job and that's great, but it's also important to constantly keep fostering relationships with your passions and your interests outside of like whatever you claim to be your quote unquote nine to five, but no one works just nine to five. Sure. Um, Yeah. But I you think would that's do why that. we you guys hit it were... off. We would like, right. he was very, uh, we, I was really motivated and there were things I didn't, you know, I didn't have all the keys to making like a great looking right. video and he but you had, had the idea. And, yeah. You had the idea, like you would script it out, you guys would film and you would come back and edit together. Be, they would be so fun. I remember just We'd like. we film a lot was, in that office too. A lot yes. of videos are in But I was always excited to see you because then that meant like something new was about to come out. Like you would do Aww. like these really fun spoofs. Like remember the, the spoof you guys did for Valentine's Day? It was like donut national National donut Donut day Day. yes you're in it it. was so fun oh yeah yeah yeah. maybe i'll put that on tiktok for national donut day please i like putting up um (laughs) but you guys would do these like hilarious and then remember the the fashion week stuff yes oh that that was was, so fun like that That was was good fun i I would do that again it was right before i think it, it had to have been like sometime when i was feeling just completely um, distraught during COVID, but I went back and I think I found, I think I know I, I definitely found the fashion week videos, but I think I found them on, um, Vimeo. Oh, maybe Did I find them on Vimeo. Maybe. Yeah. And I watched them. They were so funny. And you would know, like, I knew that you knew who some of the people were, but you would do these interviews and now it's like, you see so much. And that was like, what, like nine, <laughs> 10 years ago. A long time ago. And, and now you see like things like Billy on the street or like even like Jimmy Kimmel will do things yeah. in that universe. But um, yeah, you were, That's you were the That's all OG. I want to do is go out on the street in a wig and interview people who don't know who I <laughs> it really am. It was so funny though. Um, it was so funny. And like people so would fun. be like, oh yes, I know of you. And you're mm-hmm. like, thank you. Oh, yeah. do you watch? Do you watch My the show? And they're yeah, like, she, yeah. I pretended to be TJ Maxx's widow. Uh, the widow. <laughs> And they were, I was like, you know him, you know, TJ Maxx, he's a big store. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a person. (laughs) Oh, those videos were so fun. Maybe Robbie will listen to this podcast. We'll go out and do another one, you know, and ask people. There was, there was a purity to it and there was a like energy to it. That was just, that was perfect for that time because (laughs) I mean, now everything is so gatekeeped. Like you can't get that close. Like you could never, you would never have access in the, in the, cause there's no tents anymore. It's now you go to all these different places. Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So like there are places are in Brooklyn, like places are in like Lincoln, like all these different places. So because fashion week is so scattered or because like, you know, fashion week isn't really what it, it was, was at yeah. that time. I mean, you had to have there. The only time that you could have done something like that was then. Yeah. So, so but you know what I want, you know, what I'd love for you to do. I, I mean, not that like you may, I mean, not that you've asked for my advice, but I would love for you to pick like a convention, like when they come back, like, you know, like a VidCon. And I had this idea for you to be so I'm obsessed with the comeback, but like I, the comeback is a Lisa Kudrow yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm obsessed with the idea of like having you be like, now you're kind of like someone who was huge on YouTube like 10 years ago. And then you kind of like try to reemerge into it and you're at VidCon and you're like, Oh, do yeah. you remember? Yeah, that's me. Oh, oh, are you a fan? It's so funny. You're like, saying this. We had a whole deck to pitch a show about this with all these events that we wanted to go to and like comic con and all these and have, yeah. and I would change characters based on the event we yeah. were going to. Maybe we'll but bring I, it back. But on a, but we should talk about this because then you could also have like headshots, but the headshots are from when you were famous on YouTube and yeah. be like, oh, you I love it. Thank channel? you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Like and subscribe. Remember, yeah. Do you remember the voice? Yeah. Oh, so man. like, because now YouTube has had enough history that like, because the comeback was really kind of, you know, making fun of reality before reality was anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea I love of this like brainstorm you... session on the pod, I love that we're like wrapping it up, but Greg's like, my brain's going, we're going there. I always want to work with him on something. So this is perfect. I, I mean, I, I'll do you it all. always, you always enter my mind for ideas because I think that, um, you know how to, you know how to like mold something. I think like, you know how to like, if someone brings something to you, you know how to like, you're like, actually, wah, wah, wah. Uh, now it's bread before it was just Joe. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I always, but when I watched your videos, I totally thought of this idea of like, what if like, what if she played like this quote unquote washed up YouTube star that like 15 years ago had like viral success. And now you're like, Oh, do you remember? Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to make this happen. You're helping. Ellen's going to produce. We're going to do it. Right. Cause you could also be like, be like, Ellen, don't you, Ellen, don't use that. Ellen. (laughs) Um, Craig, this has been so much fun. I love this. I could talk to you for two. I could do a two hour episode with you. I know. Is there anything else you missed? Any, any like last story you want to tell us or anything that you only thing I'll say, the, the only thing I'll say is, um, that, so, so now I'm like completely full-time, uh, freelance. Okay. I, I work with brands and I'm also like fostering and, and pushing party beauty with Troy. Um, but the thing that uh, it's hard for me to people sometimes will reach out to me in there and I was at a full-time job and I made the decision last year to be like, yeah, yeah, I just need to do something for me and that's okay. Um, I would say that like, if anyone's looking to make that transition, like everyone now is kind of talking about the big, like the great resignation as they're calling it. People who have full time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Cheddar news loves to say the great resignation. (laughs) Um, I just, I'm kidding. I love cheddar news and I've actually pitched them. So, um, I would say that, that, um, the best way, like if you're looking to do that, think really deeply about the people that you loved working with in the past. And as you start that path of doing your own freelance work, Mm -hmm. reach back out to them. Like the people that you remembered and that are at companies that you liked working with and be like very prescriptive about work that you accept. Um, and really foster relationships with people that you have enjoyed or have impacted your life. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to charge what you're worth. And I have a, I have a ratio. I, make sure that I have paying clients. And then once a quarter, I pick like a reach school, you know, like, Oh, I Mm -hmm. want to, I pick a reach school, a reach brand or a reach company. And I pitch them work. I pitch them an idea and I'm like, let's talk about prices if it works out. So I have my paid clientele and then I have one reach school, reach brand. That's really good advice. And then I do a personal project each quarter that showcases my work or the way I think to the world on the internet. So those are like the three things that I try to keep doing every quarter. That's so helpful and great. <laughs> I no, I'm serious. I, I, I really appreciate you saying that it's, yeah. you know, that's your secret to success and you're doing it yeah. and you got a beautiful Hopefully. home and family and husband and nails I and do. You know, everything's do. working out. It's true. <laughs> we, yes. And, and therapy. So do those things every quarter and there's four, there's four (laughs) business quarters in a year. And also make sure to keep a standing appointment with your therapist. Beautiful. Love it. Um, well tell everybody where they can find you and find party beauty. Please drop, drop some handles for me. Yes. Um, partybeauty.com is where you can shop our entire collection or single bottles or pouches, everything. And then at party beauty is all of our social handles. So we've got Twitter and Instagram, of course, and TikTok. And then, um, Oh me, I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm also on social. Yeah, you um, are. It's just, it's my last name twice. It's Litley Litley. So it's at Litley Litley on Instagram. And then I'm on my fourth uh, Twitter handle. I've been um, yeah. What deleted? Hap- yeah, honey. I don't even know. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't even know. And what's cra- I mean, at this point, I'm so okay with it. But it's funny because I have people that I'm friendly with that work at Twitter, and they're like, we don't even know. So, <laughs> so on Twitter, I'm at Gregory Litley, and um, yeah, and I'm Litley Litley on TikTok, and Litley Litley on Snapchat, and whatever else comes down the line. Love it. All right, I love you. Thanks for doing this. You're the best. Yes. Bye. Bye. Oh, I love Greg. That was such a different episode, right? It was such a like, he's so motivating. Mm-hmm. So many- I say different because we've had a lot of comedians on lately and I love it, but I, yeah. I love Greg's story. He's funny too, though. So he's you know? so funny. You know, he's, he's so funny and he is such a pleasure to be around. Like, no wonder he's had every job. Like, you know, he was like able to just start and continue on. Yeah, I'm impressed. I love what he said about freelancers, too. I thought that was really special, like, that he does carve out the time for his own projects, and it's not, you know, and and that he does leave the room for, like, an unpaid, and not unpaid, but, you know, uh, uh, 
a lower paid or like a gamble yeah. job. That's I like, feel like we hear that a lot from a lot of successful people that you've had on. Like the so. freelancers who are either starting their own businesses or yeah, like Winnie, like, yeah, you always have to be like, have the space to do what you enjoy and don't think about like the numbers behind it. And I think that goes, <laughs> you know, I need that advice that goes for like my fucking yeah. posts and bullshit, Me too. you know, like take time to work on your, your own projects, you know, and trust it, trust that what you're putting out there. I think that's what he does. He trusts his gut and he puts, you know, he, he's so creative. You have to see his stuff. You're going to be blown away by all of his videos and Snapchat. Like, I love how he's like, yeah. you have such a creative mind. I'm like me, you put it all together. And like, it's seamless. Like mm-hmm. I just, any like trend that I ever saw happening on like social media platforms, like when Snapchat was huge or like, you know, when we got Instagram stories or TikTok, like Greg is like at the forefront of like any new, like, you know, feature that they drop, like he has mastered it. Like it's that, it was just very, it's always been very cool to see how he, how he grew in that, you know. That's awesome. I mean, he does, and he does so much more than that. That's just his own, that, those are like his own personal projects, you know, like yeah. he does this shit for like huge brands and big companies and, you know, directs yeah. huge video shoots and stuff. So I love that he's oh, uh, so, pitching, pitching video ideas in the podcast. I mean, Ellen, it sounded fun, right? We could, we could do Great that. Idea. Could go to, yeah. Let's go it. to video con and put me in as Borat. I did that. So you have to see this fashion week video, but I did, I went to a legit fashion show. I think I've seen it. It's, Probably, yeah, I might I have showed it to it. you. Um, yeah. Everyone else, was, it, go look it up. <laughs> so tr- it's so silly. I don't even know where it is on the internet. It's probably somewhere, but yeah, so, so silly. Um, maybe I'll post that on TikTok. I love how my brain is like, post it on TikTok. Go ahead, Anna. Don't what else can it, I post on TikTok? sad about all your views. Um, can I just say one thing? I did have a breakdown today, Ellen. I fucking, I cried today. I really. You had a good cry? Oh, I'm sorry. Was, I don't know that it was good. Jared was there for me, though. He hugged me and I, you know, I made it through. But it was just like one of those things where I can go on the Internet and like I was editing something and then I had another idea for something. Like my brain was just like all over the place. And then I'm like, oh, I should apply to this and I should do this. And then it was like 2 p.m. and I hadn't eaten yet. And I, I woke up at 7 a.m. like just kind of. My, my brain, I, I try to calm myself down, but when I'm in this mode of like between, between gigs, I really can like spiral out and like, I tr- really try to control it. I work out, I, you know, eat good food and I'm like trying to like, just do things that I know are good for me. But uh, once in a while you crack, you know, and I cracked, yeah. so I cracked today. Wow. I woke up at seven too. Did you but get I out had- of bed and like live life? Yeah, but that's just I my didn't. normal schedule now. <laughs> I've become a 7 a.m. person, which wow. is insane because I'm that's normally impressive. like a 9 a.m. person. So uh, I didn't get out of bed. I should say I wrote – I actually – I write very well. Like I do very well in terms of like writing jokes and stuff at 7 when I wake up too early. And so I write on my phone. Um, but then I stay in bed until like 9.30. You know what I mean? Because that's who I am. Yeah. Do you ever miss, uh, I mean, you still have like a nighttime schedule, I guess, so you don't really, it's still the thing, but oh, like I sometimes, HQ schedule? yeah, I miss the HQ schedule. Sometimes it's, it was nice to start work at like 1 PM, you know? I I said this today, actually, I, I met this person who I might work with actually on, on some stuff, but I literally said today, cause he was asking me about my job at HQ and I wouldn't say it was an interview, but it was a really nice, you know, introductory meeting. Um, maybe it was an interview and I just, <laughs> I was just like, shooting sometimes the shit. it's like that. Yeah. But I was saying that, you know, for all the bullshit we've ever like complained about in jobs and stuff, like I miss that. I miss having that kind of schedule where uh, like the recurring schedule and I miss the pressure of a daily show. Like, I think that's why I I've sort of kind of envisioned myself now one day hosting the today show or a good morning America. Like I really miss that. Like, and it's over and we start again tomorrow. And like, you know, here, here's the next show, next show, next show. You know, you don't harp on the past. Like I learned that very early on in HQ, you know, I'm like a perfectionist when I perform. So like, if I would say, a word wrong like 
I'd do the rest of the show and then I'd be like, Ellen, I said, you know, I can't believe I I couldn't pronounce that fucking word on, you know, the fucking third question. And you'd be like, who cares? Like, no one's going to remember that. No one 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 remembers the one word she (laughs) fucked up. But I would like beat myself up. And then finally, once you get into like a groove, I was like, oh, like I, nope, show's done. And you know what? If you messed up, whatever, bring it back harder tomorrow. I miss that kind of like. You have hundreds of other shows that are gonna happen yeah so yeah i miss a daily show next time i think it it trained us well for either late night or morning television or whatever i mean you know i i just said i lay in bed till 9 30 is anyone gonna hire me for a morning (laughs) change i could change you can change your cycle it happens i swear to god i you do i mean we all did for that job like we really you know yeah mornings were like your time and then you had to like work afternoon and night and it was just life that was it. That's life. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I kind of feel like I have that coming where something's going to change my routine and I want it to happen. Like I need a change in my routine right now. Uh, it's going to freak me out for like two days. Like I remember being freaked out about the HQ schedule. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to work seven nights in a, in a week. Like, whoa, like goodbye comedy shows. Like it was just a lot, you know, and, but then I loved it. So you adapt. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to go back to seven days a week working every night. I do right but now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you can't have a life if that happens. Like, mm. you can't go to the comedy shows. You can't even go see a movie, like, with All right, your friends. I'll take six nights. You're right. Yes. I'll do six nights. How about five nights? Let's just make it. Or some people want four-day week, four work weeks. I mean, I'm down for that. No, I'm like, Greg, I need more. Put more on my plate. I'm <laughs> ready for it. Ugh. Give me less. I'll take less. Thank you. Okay. I'll take some of your days. Um, All right, guys. You know the drill. If you want to be a part of this podcast, please call in, okay? We got a phone number. We got a sexy little voicemail thing happening. Like, it's 1997. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail. It could be a phony phone call. It could be, you know, bitching out your boss. It could be, I don't know. You want to tell us a funny job story? If you want to be on the podcast, you can let us know what you have to say. If it's not something you want us to air. Also, you can email us the employed team at gmail.com. Leave us a little review if you liked what you heard. Uh, I love this episode. Make sure you follow Greg and follow us on socials. You can DM us. There are so many ways to get in touch. So get in touch, babe. We want it. We want to hear it from you. Um, that's all I got. Enjoy all the other episodes. We're almost at a hundred. We're almost at a hundred. Okay, bye. Yay. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.